0: Hello and welcome to another Geek Town podcast. Today I'm talking to actor Tom Knight, um, who, if you've been watching the mini-series of Houdini, which recently aired on Channel 4, or the first half of it did, uh, he plays Dash, uh, Houdini's brother. Um, he's also appeared in uh, Kick-Ass 2 um, and is in Dracula Untold, which uh, is a movie coming up starring Luke Evans and Dominic Cooper. The second half of Houdini uh, will be on on Sunday at 9 o'clock on Channel 4, uh, and I urge you to go and watch it, and if you missed the first half, it's still available on 4OD, uh, so you can go and watch it online or uh, through one of your media players. As ever, for more information on the latest uh, UK air dates and TV news, um, come along to the website at geektown.co.uk. Hope you enjoy the interview.
2: Hi, tom hi david how are you doing <laughs>
0: i'm all right. how
2: are you i'm good thanks mate yeah very well thank you good good um where are you today i am i'm in um, sunny los angeles at the moment
0: <laughs> lovely is it is it actually sunny i heard rumors it was raining
2: <laughs> you are spot on mate you put your finger on the pulse because it was like a bloody london morning out here <laughs> peeing down yeah it was sort of bloody horrible but you know what it's been sunny for the last week or so so it was kind of nice to <laughs> To, to get reminded of what I'm coming back to uh, maybe not <laughs> are you are
0: you based over there now or are you only over there for a bit and and coming no down?
2: just oh yeah coming back I'm just just based here sorry just over here for the um, for the Houdini um, show and then coming back uh, for, for for more work hopefully fingers crossed ah
0: cool 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 yeah I was over I was over yeah. there I was over there a couple of months ago and it was beautifully sunny for the entire time so <laughs>
2: You had, a, you had a good run yeah generally pretty consistent out here it reminds me of um of uh, it's pretty pretty similar to spain and portugal the climate you know it's it's just uh obviously from an acting point of view a lot more going on them than, than when you go down there of course
0: <laughs> yeah that's very true
2: <laughs> so
0: so uh, so are you doing a lot of sort of backwards and forwards with that
2: uh, well, uh, at the moment I've, I've i've my plan was to 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 do just that you know to be based um here and stuff but my, you know, the wind seems to have been in my sails in London, um, and it's a much smaller market of of um, actors, obviously, that in in London than it is in Los Angeles. So now I'm I'm based in London, and I seem to be getting the the roles in London um, purely because, I mean, I think the way I've kind of got a few of the the roles has been through accents and stuff. So I've, I've managed to kind of maybe pip the post and other, you know, <laughs> a lot of the American roles are easy for me to do. And I guess if they're casting out of London, they need an American guy. Then I kind of fit, fit the bill, if that makes sense. So, yeah, no,
0: uh, no. Um, it, it, interesting. Actually, I was talking to, there's a friend of mine who's, he's actually based in LA and he's, he's finding that a lot of the roles in LA are, are being cast in London. You know, if they want an English guy or, if they, you know, generally if they're looking for people, they, they seem to be casting quite a lot in London for, for roles in America, which seems slightly odd, but...
2: <laughs> yeah, look, it, it, it does seem to be a common trend. Like, some of the biggest the biggest roles um, that we see on TV, a lot of them are cast... You know, the casting call goes out in London just like it goes out in, in L.A. I mean, I've had some some auditions that you'd just think, what? How, how on earth did that get? You know, like, you know, i got this role... Um, last year um playing a-, a t- italian american mob boss, and you'd be like the last place they'd cast for that is out of London <laughs> <laughs> it- but they did, you know, it was like, wow, weird choice. You'd think they'd be, you know, casting straight out of New York for something like that. Well but, yeah, you'd think,
0: wouldn't you really?
2: <laughs> yeah, you would, you would. you just think there's probably loads of, of um of great actors in New York that, that are way more kind of, you know, close to the to the casting bracket than the average London actor to play an Italian American mob boss. But hey <laughs> Yeah, well,
0: you know, London seems to be the place. Totally...
2: Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that when they gave me the role, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, before we get into the Houdini stuff, do you want to tell me a bit about about uh, yourself and particularly how you got into acting? Because I know it wasn't the standard sort of route that you, you took.
2: Yes, my, mine was mine was a different route. I mean, it was um, interesting story, I guess. By all accounts, and so I'm told. But I I um, I come from a creative background, so my, my parents are both uh, painters and artists, yeah, and um, yeah. So when I when I kind of hit my twenties, um, I realised very quickly that that, um, that there wasn't much money in being a painter, <laughs> and I thought. I want to make some, 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 you know, cash. So I went out into sort of started in the business world, and um, you know I've been running and setting up my own companies my whole adult life. Really, Um, I've had. You know, quite a quite an interesting career of different projects in different countries and different businesses. So, kind of a typical typical sort of st- uh, entrepreneur sort of type. Um, but I hit my early thirties and and the fun had absolutely gone out of it. You know, I'd I'd sort of you know decided that I just wasn't fulfilling for a number of reasons, and and um, I decided that maybe to to look back to more creative endeavours. So I was in New York at the time, and I managed to talk my way, blag um, as we might call it in. <laughs> In, in English, English, if it makes sense, my way into the um, Lee Strasberg Theatre and Film Institute, which is you know commonly known as the home of method acting. Yeah, and I um, I studied there for a short while and, and and absolutely loved it and really enjoyed it. I guess as everybody does when they go there because it's fantastic. And what was interesting was a few of the teachers, but um, well, all the teachers that I trained with, and then all the students started saying to me, "Have you not done this before?" <laughs> and I was like no but that's interesting you're saying that and that that was the kind of first point at which i thought maybe i could you know do something more with this so i i pursued it and um i've kind of approached this 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 career like a business because obviously I, i'm trained as a business person to look for opportunities and work out whether you know who calls the shots and and who's yeah. who's, who's the people Who are the people to kind of get you know work with to network and that kind of stuff? So I took a very business like approach to to this industry as opposed to an actor's approach, and um, you know talked about um, you know the the business of film with producers, and then happened to drop in that I was an actor, and one thing led to another, and before you know it, I'd kind of got myself a couple of a, a role in a. In an independent film, I managed to get one of the main sort of um, parts in the movie, one of the leading roles, and that that kind of set the standard for a short period of. Um several sort of independent films that I did where I kept getting one of the main roles. Um, and, yeah. and, and after that, I managed to get my first kind of bigger, bigger role, I guess, big, a smaller role in a bigger film, which was in Kick-Ass 2. And then, then the kind of gears changed again and it's, um, it's kind of uh, taken off from there. But that was the start of it really. It was, it was a transition from, from, from business into, into acting.
0: So, so you have no background in acting up until that point at all. Um,
2: yeah, no, my first, my first film was 2011, which was three years this August, so. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, w- w- why acting out of all the well, things you've done?
2: Well, I, I, I guess um, I'd always, I, I thought about it in 2004, and um, I, I've been doing I did this thing since, I guess, I lived overseas in Spain when I was in my late teens and early 20s, and I lived in a place where everybody, there were loads of different accents, loads of people from expats from all over the UK. So I became, um, you know, a bit of a, a dab hand at reproducing these accents. And I had a little kind of like party trick where I'd go right around the UK and do all the accents. Then I realized I could do foreign accents quite easily. And people said to me, you should be an actor, you know, and I thought about it when I was, um, it was 2004. So when it hit 2011, I was like, right, I'm not going to let another 7 years go by. I'm actually going to give this a shot. And then I then I looked again. I looked at looked at the acting business and thought if I compared that art form to the art form of painting or perhaps being a writer and I thought that I was with the whole accents thing and the way that the film ind- industry works I thought yeah I, c- I could probably make a living out of this so yeah. I decided to reach to, re- to retrain on the job um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> kind of I've learned most of the stuff that I know through actually shooting films that have been sold Which has been really great because, you know, um, it's given me, you know, first hand experience on what to do as opposed to building up, I guess, what most actors do, which is years of training. Um, It's like, and and then actually having to go into the field. And I think, although it gives you um, technical ability, perhaps it doesn't give you the practical skills to deal with, you know, situations where, you know, if I notice a producer's you know, in need of something that I can assist with, whether that be a recommendation or a few more hours on set or saying, I'll do the job for less or whatever the case case was, you know, I could spot that, whereas perhaps a yeah. more classic trained actor might not have. And I guess the little things like that of all kind of been the sum of the parts that have got me to the point where I'm, I'm, you know, sort of pinching myself a little bit. To be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned ac- um, accents a couple of times uh, and um, yes. I, I've seen the 31 accents video, which is just <laughs> superb. Thanks,
2: <man. laughs>
0: <It's>, um, <laughs> what, uh, what a great showpiece that is. I mean, as you say you, you were doing that as a party trick then. Uh, when that was the sort of thing that led you into it.
2: Yeah, def- de- definitely. It was kind of, you know, just just being out with friends um, you know, for nights out and saying, Oh, come on, Tom, do your accents and then you'd start <laughs> and then you'd go around the world and sort of end up doing it. And it it's ended up being really kind of um you know, central central piece of, of what's got me, you know, to a certain state certain point because it um the agent that I'm currently with who's who's been fantastic and have really sort of taken my career to another level they they, um, they watched the accent reel and I think they were they were kind of as interested in, in in that as in the fact that I'd sort of got the roles I'd got at that time so yeah. the fact that I was kind of Suppose you can, you can, if you can get a guy who can play various nationalities on look and on accent, then I suppose that's that means that you've got more chance of booking, booking roles, you know. So if, if I need to go, if an audition comes up to play a Mexican cab driver, I can do it. Yeah, if an audition comes up to play a Russian, you know, ugly arc, then I can probably <laughs> do it. If role yeah. comes up you know, et cetera. So,
0: yeah, no, I mean, it, it, for, for a casting, uh, well for, for, for an agent, that, that must be, uh, must be a bit of a dream having one guy that can just do like any possible accent to it. Yeah.
2: It's, it, I think it's been good fun. You know, I've had some, I've had some auditions where I've got, what, what am it doing this week? <laughs> it's been really good fun. I, the highlight was a film I did last year, which hopefully comes out this year, which is, um, uh, set in Turkey. And I was playing, um, a Turkish um, crooked mob boss cop type guy anyway. <laughs> and uh, they, they started saying, you know, oh, listen, we just want you to shuck a couple of lines in in Turkish, you know. So I did the whole shoot in Turkish accent. I was even out of takes doing the Turkish accent because I didn't want to lose it. And they yeah. were like... You know, I had to learn Turkish on the spot, which was which was quite weird and hard to do, but it worked out all right. So yeah, it's definitely definitely helps, I think, in in terms of getting getting a you know getting seen for roles because you, you can fit in those weird casting brackets that perhaps guys with more credits or more experience than you haven't got yeah can't fit into the brackets. So you can kind of slot in in between yeah. a bit of an in betweener makes <laughs> sense, you know. Yeah it's, yeah, it's
0: interesting you say you stick in the accent because I remember. Um, uh, hearing Hugh Laurie being interviewed and and saying that he, he stays in he used to stay when he was doing House, he stayed in the American accent the entire time um, because yeah, he, he didn't yeah. want to lose it and and he'd he'd met up with uh, Stephen Fry was over there shooting episodes of Bones and obviously they know each other yeah. for years. Yeah, right. And, and he was staying in the American accent and Stephen Fry was going, Hugh, will you stop doing that ridiculous accent and he was like I can't I've oh, gotta go back God, on set.
2: Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> tiresome listening to you talking like that yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean, i think people do think you're a bit of a bit of a bit of an idiot you know what was um you know sort of sticking to it all the time i think there's there's a there's a time and a place for it i was listening to somebody do a talk the other day and they were saying about how um i think it was you know method acting has can be really great and staying in the character yeah can really help in certain situations then there are other scenes where you know other situations where it doesn't you know if you get a role playing Quasimodo you know there's no point in coming into the sort of dinner hall in between shooting and so sort of <laughs> it doesn't really kind of have its, you know
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah. I, its right, right reason there. do you want
0: to um, we should probably get on to um, Houdini um, since that's the thing that's out at yes, the moment yes yes uh, Yes. You so this is a, a a new TV special. The first half of it actually aired last night over here. Um, so That's second half airs next week, I think. Um, how how did you uh, how did you go about getting that role? Do you want to tell me a bit about the the premise of it?
2: Yes. It was- it was it was again another another kind of miraculous um, scenario, which seemed to have been a string of miraculous scenarios that I could tell you that you'd just be like, No, way, did that really happen? And it's like one of the one of one of a chain of events of these miraculous situations. But I I was um, I was shooting, um, I was in Ireland filming Dracula, um, yeah. which the block, blockbuster, and my agent called me and said, Look, are you free next week? Because you're on a flight home tomorrow. And I said, Yeah, absolutely. I'm going anywhere you tell me, you know. And um, she said, Okay, well, we put you up for this role, and I've had to send them your showreel because it's a short notice thing. Um, and I was like, Oh, no, my showreel's not as, as good as I wanted it to be. And so I was rushing around trying to find a, um, another showreel um, or the better edit yeah. or whatever. And anyway, I couldn't find it, because I was at the airport or or somewhere at the hotel, and um, sort of thinking, oh, sod it, never mind. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be, yeah. you know. Probably get it. Then I had a phone call too, and it's like, it's all right, don't worry about the show And I was like, I expected to say, yeah, they, they've got, and then she went, yeah, you're on flight tomorrow morning, <laughs> and I was like. Oh. So literally, um, the next morning I was on a flight to, to Budapest, and um, later that afternoon, the following day, sitting down with a um, you know Academy Award nominee director who's won a shot a film that I was a huge fan of, just sitting there surreally kind of talking to this guy, thinking, "Is this really happening?" <laughs> so, and, the next, and the next day, I'm on set, kind of shaking hands with Adrian Brody. So yeah, it was kind of it was pretty pretty um, surreal, to be honest, getting that getting that casting and the way that it came about.
0: So how was Adrian Brody to, to work with?
2: He is just a, like one of the coolest guys, and I guess yeah, the the only way I can describe it is kind of like a as 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 laid back and as relaxed on set as you could possibly imagine, you know, and. Um, it, it was one of those scenes. One of the scenes that we did was a was a was a was a was a really um, difficult scene, I guess, for 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 any actor. Um, sitting across the table from Adrian Brody and the character um, that I'm playing, Dash, his younger brother, and him are having some kind of brotherly banter about who's the best at magician and so forth. So he throws a playing card at me, and I've got to catch the playing card <laughs> in in mid-flight. F- f-
1: it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up.
2: It over from an ace to a spade, um, sorry, from an ace to a heart, a spade to a heart. And basically, um, whilst I'm, and then as soon as I've done that miraculous trick on camera, I've got to then come back with my, you know, my yeah. banter and my life you know and it was like whoa that's a lot to take in you know you're sitting across from an Oscar winning actor on the biggest job of your life catch a playing card do a magic trick and then be a good actor <laughs> so it was like whoa and um, all I can say is that he was just an absolute gentleman and put me at ease and was, was so relaxing to work with you know has a kind of aura of, of, uh, of super cool so it was a master class in, in how to be a, a real pro uh, and a gentleman you know when you're working on set which I guess you know isn't something you could say about every actor but uh, it was really 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 uh, really cool. cool.
0: I've, I've always thought that, um, he'd, if they ever decide to, to recast the Joker in Batman, he's just got the face for it. <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd be,
2: he, sure, he, he, he sure has. And he's, he's got a great way. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I always thought he'd, he'd be absolutely brilliant at that. Um, so you, you're yeah. saying you were doing kind of uh, magic tricks and stuff. Did they actually teach you any tricks on set or were, were, were you, were
2: gods? Yes. As you, as you can probably tell, the the casting process was pretty lightning speed. So the whole thing was done at like hyper speed, and I kind of had a magician turn up like um, the day before um, shooting and and run through a few basic tricks with me. And I was you know thinking, oh man, this is this is this is <laughs> difficult. You know I've got to get a, get your performance and and really. Do a great job and also coordinate new skills, you know, like you know, card tricks and stuff that you hadn't learned before. In the end, the way that the scenes were shot, I didn't didn't actually have to do many of the card tricks that would that I tried to learn. I'm not even going to say that I learned them particularly well. There was just the one the one th- one trick that I did, which was just uh, flipping a card um, in midair and changing it from one card to the next, which worked out really nicely. Thankfully, <laughs> thank God.
0: Yeah, yeah. I. I um... Uh, he, I mean it's really impressive some of the stunts they they pull off in that um just with Adrian recreating a lot of the Houdini um tricks is uh, quite fascinating <clears throat>
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, you realize I'm not, an, I'm not, uh, if you could say, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I appreciate and always go, wow, at uh, the tricks that the, these days, you know, all the contemporary magicians that are out there doing the stuff they do. Um, there's a few of them out there now at the moment, which have all become, you know, pretty, pretty well-known celebrities yeah. in their own right. Um, and I'm it's always, I'm like, how, 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 <laughs> you know, but to see, to see the workings, you know, behind... The, the the trick is is always an eye opener, isn't it? You know, for the layman yeah, sort of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the the thing I found yeah. quite interesting about the show is that they've they've taken pretty much everything that's ever been written about Houdini, whether it's whether it's sort of true <laughs> or not true, <laughs> and it's show, sort of yeah. it's, it's all mixed into one show. And I mean, there's because I, I was reading up a bit about Houdini sort of in preparation for for talking to you, and 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 the there's an interesting Thank sort you. of. Um, uh, post about um, and t- talking, sort of going through the various things and sort of saying, well we think this is false, we think this is true which is quite interesting given that the whole that the, they make a, a point in the show about the fact that you know, the 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 magicians being liars um you know and and so i I thought that was quite an interesting juxtaposition with with how they put the whole thing together as well because i think they do open it by saying this is a true story
2: (laughs) yeah they they really do and and the way that nicholas name wrote the script it's literally it's like a it's like they, they 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 really made the tricks the 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 set pieces and you just go from one to the next and stuff but uh, it is really interesting the way that they've done it, and they haven't sort of spared any expense of getting those tricks to happen. Obviously, there's there's a bit of CGI from here, here and there, but ultimately they've done a they've done a pretty good job of portraying um, Houdini, Houdini's shows. Yeah, they? yeah,
0: no, it's it's a really interesting um, drama. I'm quite looking forward to seeing the second half of it. Actually, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just don't miss the opening f- um, couple of minutes, otherwise you'll miss my card <laughs> trick, and then you you know I'll be yeah, all right,
0: That's <laughs> That's why I have Sky. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm a old school like that. I still haven't got that thing where you can watch it again. So, yeah, oh, man. no,
0: I'd, I'd be lost <laughs> without that at the moment. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So
0: um, a lot of the stuff you get cast in it seems to be – am I right in thinking you get cast in more sort of drama action roles? Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah, I, I, I've definitely, I've definitely kind of, um, so far, that's all, all I've, um, kind of fallen into is that bracket of, of either, um, uh, you know, the, the kind of action hero or the, or the antagonist or the protagonist in the, in the drama. But, um, yeah.
0: So, I mean, would comedy or, or that sort of thing, some of the other genres be somewhere that you'd be interested in trying out or are you more comfortable doing what you're doing?
2: Well, I, I I guess I don't really think I'm very funny, but my wife has this way of of, of kind of like outsmarting <laughs> me and making me feel like a like below than average intelligence. So I figure if I could play that, if I could play that character of that kind of like, oh, <laughs> like I think I think uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'd like to I'd like to give that a shot. I mean, one of the films that I saw, which I was just was hilariously brilliant and dark kind of comedy, black comedy, if you like, was mm-hmm. was uh, was Pain and Gain with. Um, with uh, with um, Mark Wahlberg and, and yeah. The Rock and um, yeah, it's just like stuff like that. I could probably give that a go. I think you know, played in a serious context, but playing somebody who thinks they're really smart but they're actually really stupid. <laughs> I, I could probably do that. I could probably do that pretty well. Yeah, I reckon I could pull that. But actually, being funny, out funny, funny. Nah, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so I'll probably give comedy, comedy a miss. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you know.
0: Okay. Um, so- are there any actors who inspire you or influence you?
2: Yeah, I, I, I guess that's a, always a faith, you know, to, to think about. And I think that, um, for me, um, I probably one of the guys who I think is like massively under, uh, not underrated, but under, under, underutilized probably by the industry is one of my favorite actors that have always blown me away is, um, is Eric Banner, you know, oh, and, yeah. uh, yeah, I think the one film that really always um, springs out, I mean, there are many actors who take on these kind of character transformations and do an incredible job at it. You know, there's everybody from De Niro um, to Christian Bale, all those kind of guys. But I particularly like one of the, you know, performances that Eric Banner did in a film called Chopper. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Where
2: Mike Chopper Reed, and just the stuff like that just blows me away. And that's the kind of thing that I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm naturally drawn to the kind of... Um, metamorphosis of the actor into that character. I think it becomes, in a in a, in certain ways, a, a, a safer zone for me to inhibit. You know, and, uh, to 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 play in because I can. I've always been naturally inclined to to, to transform. So uh, it's something I'd I'd like to continue doing. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that, that does. And yeah, it is a superb performance in that movie. It's quite incredible. Um, yeah.
2: So. It, he really inspired me with that. And, uh, yeah.
0: So, um, following on from that, if you could meet anybody in the world dead or alive, um, who would it be? And what would you say to them?
2: Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> if I can meet anybody in the world, dead or alive, hell. This is when I'm going to have a bit of a, um, a blonde moment, isn't it? <laughs> I think I would probably, uh, this is going to be a good one. I would like to meet, um, my great, great grandfather. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And, um, he was a um, brigadier in the um, British Army commanded a regiment in the first world war wow. and they wrote a book about, they wrote a book about him and he was a fascinating man and he was also a, um, a kind of um, a textiles merchant in a very large sense in the in the um, in the northeast uh, or northwest, sorry, up in up in Manchester.
0: Right. Okay. Cool. So, if,
2: if there's anybody that I'd like to meet, it would be him. And I've, I've kind of read the book about him, and I admire the man and the things that he did. And uh, and certainly, um, you know, I'd like to think I'm from the same line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that 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 that'd be my own personal introduction would be to have an hour with my great grandfather to see what tips he might have for me.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, speaking of tips, what's the best piece of advice somebody's given you?
2: Best piece of advice somebody's given me, um, I think would certainly be to keep doing what you're doing. Uh, this is personally to me, um, to keep doing what you're doing in terms of my, you know, um, voracious appetite for activity and progress, but also to, you know, to slow down and methodically, um, consider your moves before making them too quickly. Um, I'm always one of those kind of person, people that, sorry, that, that, um, that, uh, that would, uh, you know, as long as I'm going forward, I don't care. You know? um, but but as I've got a bit older, slowing down a tiny bit and, and thinking about um, the moves that I make slightly longer than I have in the past has probably been the best bit of advice that came from my, from my wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it came from your wife, so you definitely have to listen. <laughs> yes.
2: I have to do it, whether I like it or not. Uh, no, it has been one of the best bits of advice, yeah.
0: Cool. So... Um... Uh, what are you doing next? What's, what's next on the cards?
2: Yes. Well, next on the cards, I've got, I've got, uh, I think I've got about four, I think four or five films that I shot last year. <laughs> other than, other than, other than Dracula and God, the father, these are smaller British independent films that I'm waiting on. Um, those being released this year, uh, coming probably later this year or early next year. Yeah. Um, and I have, um, my, the, the one that I'm, I'm kind of, uh, really excited to see which I haven't seen yet which I hope to see this week is um, is a film called God the Father um, and it's the life story of a um, Colombo crime family uh, boss, a guy called Michael Franzese who um, basically left the mob Resigned from his position in the in the Cosa Nostra in the Italian American Mafia and um, became a man of of, of Christ. He um, became it's the life story of following his change from mafia boss to minister of the church. Wow. And uh, so, really, yeah, really interesting story. Um, he uh, I think uh, managed to. Um, uh, re- Relieved the American government of around about a billion dollars of, of, <laughs> of tax money. Anyway, he ended up sort of uh, copping a guilty plea and going to prison, and sort of renouncing his bad ways and, and leaving the mafia. And whilst he was in prison, he found God, and he's he's become a preacher now. So he, and a minister, and he speaks to um, congregations across America about hey, if I can, if I can come back from the, you know, come back from where I was to, to, to find God, then everybody can. I think the, you know, that speaks volumes to the, to the kind of, a, uh, you know, the, the, the Christian, um, mindset of the, the, uh, you know, American people. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was very lucky to, to get, um, an audition for that role playing Michael last year in, in London. And, um, anyway, I, I, as luck might have it, another miraculous situation, I have a very, very similar physical um, resemblance to Michael. Or right. so everybody says, I have, have to agree. So I kind of look like he, he did when he was 30. Yeah. Um, so I get getting, getting the leading role playing Michael Francis in this film. So um, I'm really excited about that coming out on October the 31st in American cinemas, um, which which is, for me, as a, as, as a, as a huge Goodfellas fan, um, yeah. it's... Uh, like I grew up on that to, to play one of the guys from the movie is pretty insane. So, so that's, that's, that's the next thing on my horizon along with, um, Dracula in, in mid October. And then it's a few of these Indies and then we're just sort of, you know, um, waiting to see what, what opportunities present themselves next and, and hopefully, hopefully getting lucky. Cool. Okay. Um, you certainly seem busy. (laughs) Yes, yes. It seems to be all kind of, you know, um, pointing in the right direction at the moment. They just need loads of, you know, Mexican cab drivers and mob bosses and stuff. They must be short of them.
0: (laughs) Okay, one final final question, um, because we we cover a lot of TV on the uh, website. Um, So one final question we always ask people is, is there a TV show you're a huge fan of, um, or is there a show that you'd love to have the opportunity to star in?
2: Yeah, oh, well, I mean, you know, I guess I'd sound like everyone else and their dog if I said what a show, um, you know, Breaking Bad was for me.
0: <laughs> yes, which, that is which, popular.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit popular, you know, I mean, kind of, uh, it's pretty much a given that everyone loves that show, it's done so well. Um, I, I would, I, I think, based on my experiences in period pieces and also um, New York, um culture particularly i would have you know i don't know what i would have done to have got a leading role in a show like um, boardwalk empire yeah or, or or um or maybe going off center a little bit something else which i, I still enjoy watching and i feel like i could do uh, a good job on would be something like sons of anarchy yeah so, you know that's a fantastic either- show yeah, it's a great show. I mean, either either of those kind of. I think my my my, my demographic is probably a kind of gritty um, anti-hero or bad guy. So any 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 drama piece that um that needs someone like that, I think I could um I could I could get give it a good shot.
0: Yeah, because Game of Thrones is the other one that comes up a lot as well.
2: <laughs> yes, Game of Thrones. I actually um I actually auditioned for for uh, um Khaleesi's, uh Khaleesi's husband's role, the new one um, um, last year, which which was pretty pretty exciting so you know great to great to great to be seen for that but um yeah Game of Thrones is 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 absolutely knockout but interesting isn't it that I didn't think of that as first choice I went for Boardwalk Empire and Sons of Anarchy I would have thought I would have said Game of Thrones you know but hey yeah
0: well Game of Thrones is still going and and there's you know uh Sons of Anarchy finishes this year and and the other two it are does, already so. gone so so you know yeah I have we'll seen see- you once so you know
2: yeah, well, they've, they've seen me once. Maybe they'll have me back in. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Sort of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Um, well, it's been yeah. we've been on for half an hour, so it's it's uh, been fantastic. Thank you, thank you man.
2: It's been, it's, it's, I've been forgotten. It's an interview. It's just been more of a chat. <laughs> I Feel like I've known for ages. But there you go. No Thanks, problem. man. You're good at. Yourself. At your job and I thank you very much for your time and I really appreciate it
0: no problem at all I uh, look forward to uh, seeing the second half of the uh, of Houdini and uh, whatever else you pop up in next
2: right mate well, well we'll stay in touch hopefully we'll speak again sometime soon
0: yeah cool georgie soon cheers cheers,
2: cheers yeah mate thanks mate. See bye. You, bye bye bye